0: Welcome to Money in the Market, I'm Hong Bin Zhang. Recession worries, inflation, and tighter credit, they've all rattled fixed income markets, stoking fears of rising credit spreads and an imminent wave of defaults. But with recent economic data showing easing of inflation, especially over in the United States, investors are growing increasingly optimistic that the Federal Reserve will soon end its interest rate hiking cycle and the U.S. economy will avoid a feared recession. So what does this mean? for fixed income markets well to find out more joining us on the phone today is carol lai who is the associate portfolio manager and senior research analyst at Brandywine global investment management carol welcome back to the show hi thank you hoping for inviting me back to this program thank you for joining us again well carol you know global stock markets they've seen a rally in the first half of the year but how have fixed income markets performed on the back of this
1: Right. The, the first half of this year has seen two broad macro themes really coming through. The first being global inflation is deflating. And the second that global growth is heading towards a soft landing instead of a recession. Um, this is what some would call an immaculate disinflationary environment. So in this kind of uh, immaculate disinflationary environment, um, it, it allows for the pace of central bank monetary mm-hmm. tightening to slow off. And equities does the best in this kind of environment. Mm. Now, as for fixed income markets, uh, I would break it down into developed markets and emerging markets mm-hmm. fixed income. Now, for the first, the developed markets fixed income, led by tre- U.S. Treasuries, have actually been somewhat range-bound this year, mm-hmm. as it has been pulled between weaker inflation, but yet still relatively stable growth. Mm. Now, in contrast, emerging market fixed income has done very well, uh, especially in Latin America and Eastern Europe, where central banks in those countries were the first to hike. And since then, inflation has surprised very much on the downside on tight monetary policies.
0: Okay, okay. So with that recent U.S. inflation data signaling an ease in interest rate hikes from the Fed, is this, you know, good news for bond markets
1: then? It is it is indeed good news for the bond markets. Right. The the recent US inflation mm-hmm. data does seem to suggest that sticky core services inflation is perhaps transitory. So mm-hmm. we could very much be in a new regime where core services inflation is slowly moving back to its pre-pandemic um, growth rates of between 0.1% to 0.2% percent month on mm-hmm. month Now, such a move would help core inflation to get nearer towards the 2 to 3% Fed target rate by the first half of next year. Mm-hmm. And in that kind of scenario where inflation is able to move to, towards the Fed target rate, it does allow for the Fed to back off from rate heights, therefore benefiting bonds. Mm,
0: okay, okay. And also earlier this year, you know, markets they've responded warmly to China's easing of its zero COVID mm-hmm. policy, but that optimism quickly mm-hmm. faded after numerous economic data out of China showed that, you know, its economy wasn't really recovering faster than it should have and it was recovering slower than expected. So with the latest GDP data confirming that slower recovery in China, is this, you know, not boding well for Asian fixed income markets?
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Asian fixed income markets are driven by three factors. The mm-hmm. first being US Treasury rates, mm-hmm. the second China rates, and mm-hmm. lastly the country's own inflation and growth path. Mm-hmm. Now this year has been somewhat positive for Asian fixed income. R uh, S disinflation has set in for Asian countries. U.S. Mm. Treasury rates have also been somewhat flat, so that helps on the margin. And lastly, China is clearly in disinflation. Yeah. <laughs> Therefore, Chinese sovereign bonds have done well. Okay. Right. That said, Asian bonds have not done as well as other emerging market bonds because mm. to start off with, Asian inflation was not as high mm-hmm. and monetary policy was not as high as compared to Latin right. America and Eastern Europe. Therefore, as inflation and yields fell, gains on the upside were more limited Mm -hmm. now at brand new our emerging market fund has done relatively well this year given that we took advantage of the yields in latin america and Mm. eastern europe and allocated to them late last year, and then while holding a relatively underweight position in Asian brands. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay, okay. But, you know, China did, you know, signal its willingness for more fiscal stimulus. And of course, Mm -hmm. a lot of investors are watching Mm -hmm. out for that as well. But if they do, you know, deliver more fiscal stimulus, will that give a boost to Asian fixed income markets? Right.
1: Well, China is signaling its willingness for more fiscal stimulus. What we at Brandywine expect is actually a more targeted kind of controlled stimulus approach. Mm-hmm. The current Chinese government's mandate is no longer about simply boosting growth, but it's about quality growth. Okay. Now, China does not want to repeat the mistake of massive fiscal stimulus that will result in a buildup of debt. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also do not want stimulus to lead to uncontrolled inflation as seen in Western countries after the pandemic. Right. That said, China's growth has been weak and is in need of some kind of stimulus to boost consumption. They need to stabilise the property market and provide for more investments. So far, recent news from the PBOC and State Council are pointing in that direction, but Mm -hmm. we are still awaiting more news from the Politburo meeting Mm -hmm. later this month. Now, As for fixed income markets, Asian fixed income markets will probably like it that Chinese stimulus is not massive, Mm -hmm. right, but targeted because it will not lead to runaway inflation. Okay. On the other hand, Asian currencies uh, will will benefit from uh, Chinese fiscal stimulus mm-hmm. because you know that would boost growth overall and that helps Asian currencies. Mm, okay, okay. And also authorities
0: over in China, they also took a small step towards you know supporting the ailing property mm-hmm. market by extending loan relief for developers. What does this mean for then Chinese real estate bonds? That is right. Um, Loan relief
1: for developers has been extended. Mm-hmm. Um, however, while that helps at the margin, it is still somewhat insufficient because if you look at confidence among Chinese households, it is still extremely weak with respect mm-hmm. to buying property. There are structural issues, for example, demographics and the overbuilding in previous years. Obviously, that's not helping. Right. But you know, the recent data shows that new home and land sales are weakening again. So mm-hmm. it really points to the fact that the market is still not stabilizing sufficiently. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, given the poor new home and land sales numbers, Chinese real estate bonds have suffered a sell-off again given that, you know, state back developers like Sino Ocean and yeah. Greenland are uh, in the default headlines again. Uh, it is really an indication that the government needs to do more to support both the physical property market and mm-hmm. property developers because feeling which a negative feedback cycle mm-hmm. uh, similar to last year's could arise again. So this morning, there was actually news that Chinese authorities are, you know, considering uh, easing home buying right. restrictions such as easing first home buyer down payments in China's biggest cities so as to boost demand. So mm-hmm. hopefully that will help at the margin for some of these domestic okay,
0: okay, I see. But going forward though, Carol, what are some opportunities mm-hmm. that lie ahead for Asian fixed income markets?
1: We, we have seen emerging market sovereign valuation spreads and Asian spreads to treasuries compress after the rally in the first half of the year, okay. as you were mentioning earlier. Um, so Asian sovereign investment grade and higher ex-China property spreads mm-hmm. are now below the 35th percentile since 2010. Mm-hmm. So valuation is no longer cheap. Mm-hmm. But um, looking ahead, uh, these spreads could remain compressed Especially if the global disinflationary backdrop Mm. and the soft landing in the US economy holds. Overall, though, Asian yields will largely be driven by the direction of U.S. treasuries given the fact that valuation is no longer as cheap. Mm -hmm. Now, in the China high-yield property bond space, that's a different story because Mm -hmm. spreads have retreated back to its limit of levels since last year. These are bonds yielding more than like 4,000 basis points above treasuries. Mm So, the risk there is somewhat more idiosyncratic. Mm -hmm. Um, There are some opportunities for a retracement if the Chinese government comes up with a more elaborate support plan for property Mm -hmm. and its developers.
0: Okay, okay. So, Carol, before we let you go here, give me your outlook, your overall outlook on fixed Mm
1: -hmm. income for the weeks ahead. Mm -hmm. Right, we at Brandywine are pretty much excited over fixed income in the weeks and months ahead. Mm-hmm. Now, disinflation is probably setting into a new regime which may give reason for the Fed to end rate hikes, mm. but uh, monetary policy tightening over the past year has been massive. It's been 450 bits of rate hikes globally. Right. And while there seems to be nothing breaking at the moment since the March banking crisis, mm-hmm. we are still cautious over bouts of uh, stress in commercial real estate and potentially in corporate that have taken on too much debt. We are also watching very closely on um, credit growth mm-hmm. across different countries. So at Brandywine, our global fixed income fund continues to hold a majority of bonds in U.S. Treasuries mm-hmm. uh, and with opportunistic allocations to um, selected emerging market debt uh, and as well to some U.S. mortgage-backed securities. So bonds are you know, definitely yielding more now compared Mm. to two or three years ago Mm. and therefore we do think it is still a good diversifier to Mm. equities
0: okay Mm. well thank you so much carol for your time and your insights today
1: Thank you. Thank you, Hongbin, for
0: having me. Thank you. Have a great week ahead. We've Thank been speaking you. with Carol Lai, who's the Associate Portfolio Manager and Senior Research Analyst at Brandy Wine Global Investment Management. I'm Hongbin Jung, and this has been Money in the Market. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app.